Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Maxwell Construction, who has been our sponsor since the very beginning. For over 30 years, Maxwell has delivered the highest quality projects by holding to their core values of customer satisfaction, positive attitude, respect, and excellence. So if you have any kind of commercial construction need, give Maxwell Construction a call today at 812-537-2200. Welcome to Rock Solid Radio, and this is Merle Hutchinson, and I am missing Linda today, but I brought in her replacement. <laughs> today we have a guest speaker. We have Zach Strobel that is joining us on Rock Solid Radio, and we are going to have some great conversation today. Um, I've known Zach for quite a while, and today he's going to be the teacher, and I uh, hope you're good with that, Zach. I think I can manage. Yeah. <laughs> so we have been talking on Rock Solid Radio uh, about instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And Linda and I have covered the topics of um, sex and pornography. We've talked about screens and phones and computers and video games and those kinds of things. And we've talked a whole lot about just the um, what instant gratification is, even from a biochemistry level, the whole idea of dopamine uh, surges in our brain that make us feel good and that becomes very attractive and we start to seek that out and wouldn't you know it money is right up there with some of the top uh, dopamine rushes that or at least the fuel for the dopamine rush Mm -hmm. and what we do with the money and so um, we're calling Zach in today because Zach has a um, one an interest in money and money management uh, but also, you do some teaching uh, about money. So you want to talk just for a second about some of the teaching that you do with financial peace and that kind of thing? Yeah, so I do uh, a decent amount just of working with people kind of one-on-one. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I have a, a mentor of mine who helped my wife and I through uh, our own financial money management. Uh, sometimes he'll refer people to me. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they're people I've... I've helped, I've kind of spoken into, uh, and then, you know, professionally, I'm not, I don't have anything to do with the finance world. Right. <laughs> so, so you don't carry so, any like letters after your name that no. indicate you're a financial advisor. No, I'm just regular guy. Yeah. Uh, and, but what I do for a living is, uh, I am a professor and then a, I, I do some management kind of stuff as well at a university. And I have a decent amount of students who will, you know, they'll tell me about their student debt. And mm-hmm. so I will just kind of informally, if they're open to it, try to help them uh, figure this out. Because right. once they graduate, you know, they're gonna have to start paying this back. And yeah. so how do they set a budget? Um, how are they gonna do things like pay for insurance? And should they buy a car? Should they lease a car? You know, all these things are kind of going through their heads and they need help figuring it out. Yeah, you catch people um, at a very vulnerable age because they're coming out of the nest, so to speak, mom and dad's home Mm -hmm. and trying to enter soon into the work world and that independent life. And today, more than ever, we have that um, demographic saddled with debt Mm -hmm. from from school debt and car debt and, and just trying to figure this out to the point where it's epidemic. I mean, when we're talking about these kids coming out of school and having, you know, well over $100,000 of debt and they're going to make $30,000 a year, yep. you know, in a in a job of some sort. So, 
It's a, it's you're on a front line in terms of observation of some of those people in that that situation, mm-hmm. um, and I know that you um, are at a place in your life where you're you, you've implemented and put into practice mm-hmm. and and starting to see the fruit of that, and I think that's the hard part. Like for a younger person, like. Well, you mean I'm never going to be able to own a car, or I'm never going to be able yeah. to buy a house, and you, and and so that instant gratification um, f- is frustrating. Like I'm never going to be able to be gratified. Yeah, right. It's never going to happen. So, so we're going to get into some of that conversation before we go too much farther. We'd like to uh, go through a couple of different um, announcements. We first want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank uh, Casey's Outdoor Solutions for coming alongside of Rock Solid Radio. Uh, so for any of your landscaping needs or any gifts uh, or decor for your home, check out Casey's Outdoor Solutions located outside of Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Also, if you are in the construction world or looking for construction, contact Maxwell Construction, also located in the Lawrenceburg, Indiana area. Maxwell Construction has been a longtime supporter of the Rock Solid Radio and Rock Solid Family Ministry. And so we greatly appreciate what those guys do for us. But not just us, but what they do for our community. They're great community people. They care about uh, strong families and strong communities. So we want to thank the folks at Maxwell Construction. Uh, We've got just a couple of announcements. We are in the middle of summer here. So if you are looking to get fit, you know, this is that time of year where people are like, oh, it's already middle of summer. I can't fit in my swimsuit. Yeah, that's right, because you've been sitting around and you haven't done anything. And so come on out and join us for our finishing classes, which are our exercise classes, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. and Tuesday and Thursday, 7 p.m. And our Strong Dads, which I see you're wearing your Strong Dad shirt, Zach. Yeah. Our Strong Dads <laughs> class uh, as Saturday morning at 8 a.m. And that is, of course, strictly for dads. Um so yeah, come out and join us. Um, also, we just want to thank all of our listeners out there as we continue to watch Rock Solid Radio grow. That is because you guys and you're sharing it, and that's pretty cool. Um, I was just looking the other day. Lynn and I have talked about this. We have a pretty large following in Dublin, Ireland. How about that? I'm not sure why. Yeah. But I want to thank all those guys over in Dublin. Those whoever's listening in Dublin, shoot us a message because uh, it's really cool that huh. uh, through the use of the internet that we have a following over that way. And uh, someday maybe it'd be cool to talk to you folks. But it's really cool that uh, we have it right here in our own neighborhood as well. So we just want to thank all those guys. Give us a five star rating, uh, subscribe to our channels, and um, share our show. So we want to thank you guys. All right, let's get into money, or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In First Timothy um, six ten, it talks about the idea of the love of money, the love of money. It talks about the idea of loving money, how it can become evil. Well, what in the world is that about? Like, mm. I have to have money, just like I have to have food, right? And so. Part of our challenge with some of the work that we're doing, we talked about um, instant gratification and we've talked about it concerning food as well. I need food to survive. Mm-hmm. And because God created these receptors in us, taste buds, mm-hmm. I can get great sensations from food that I love. And it's called then cravings, like I crave this. 
And the next thing you know, I start loving the food. Man, I can't wait to eat that pizza. Okay. Sex, same thing. All right. There's sexual arousal. Mm-hmm. And so God attached a good opportunity of feeling there. All right. The same type of thing comes from money. Yeah. The same type of thing. And so the balance here is understanding like, okay, this is something I need to survive. I mean, we have to have money. It is the fuel that allows us to have everything from food and shelter and clothing and all these kinds of things. But when does it start start to own us, mm-hmm. right? So, Zach, what is your take on the the folks that you work with and the generation that you see? How do they view money? That's a good question. So if we kind of look at my generation, the millennial generation, uh, you know, our parents were typically baby boomers. And what I personally saw for my parents was money is security. Mm. And, you know, money gets you what you need. Uh, You know, just as a society, like Hutch just said, you know, we're not, we don't have to be hunter gatherers anymore. Like our our ticket to food is is money, right? So I, I would say, you know, my generation, like, when I graduated college, the recession hit. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us who went to college, um, I was fortunate enough to have a job, but a lot of my friends were not getting the career type jobs that they wanted. Uh, and so, so that was interesting, kind of viewing that and, and just how that perception of money influenced my generation. And a lot of it is debt. Uh, so a lot of us have <clears throat> or had student loan debt. Uh, and so it was, it was kind of difficult. Like, you know, the traditional family would buy a house very, very young, start having kids, mm-hmm. get married. And you started to see people getting married later in life and having kids mm-hmm. later in life. And a lot of that, uh, just my take is that was kind of fueled by money. And then what I'm seeing now with generation Z is, you know, a lot of their parents are gen X and, mm-hmm. you know, I, there's not as much, uh, talk about Gen X. Uh, yeah, that is, <laughs> so, that's kind of the quiet generation. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, Gen Z is learning from them and they're more educated on money. Mm. Uh, there's, there's more financial literacy in high school. So you know, they're still getting into debt, but they're more aware. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you know, I graduated, uh, I graduated with $50,000 in student loan debt. Wow. Um, yeah. Attending a regional university. <clears throat> and now, um, what you see is we did not really understand what we were getting into, mm-hmm. just generally speaking. Some yeah. did, some didn't. Um, the students now know what they're getting into, and they're, but they're, they still don't know how to handle it, right. I would say, post-graduation as well as they should. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a great point. The whole idea, um, you guys, your generation um, didn't know – what you're getting into. But I will also say that us as baby boomers, and I'm on the very tail end of that, did not do a very good job of teaching what the implications would be because we stuck with this idea of, well, you have to have a college degree. Mm -hmm. You have to go to college. So this is a roadblock that you have no choice. You have to go through this roadblock. You Mm -hmm. have to go to college. And in the meantime, while inflation went up at two or three percent across the board with everything in life, cars and houses, 
education went up at 10 to 15 percent that's right inflation rate and yeah. so it just didn't stack up right like all of a sudden yeah. now school costs way more than it did like i graduated um, from college and i had about five thousand dollars of debt yeah and i really I, I didn't really i mean it was a pain in the butt but i really didn't lose any sleep over it no you know you were mm-hmm. tenfold of me mm-hmm. and it's like that's a big deal that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, couple observations there. So I think one is, you know, where I work, it's still 50% first generation students. And so their parents did not, half of them, their parents did not go through college. They did not experience student loan debt and that kind of stuff. Um, there was also the mindset of, oh, just, just pay for your college. Well, right. like you said, it, it went up a lot yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. It's not very easy to pay for your college, uh, especially if you wanted to live on your own. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I actually worked uh, on average of about 35 hours a week through college, mm-hmm. but all my money went towards living expenses. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I could have cut back on some things. Actually, I know I could have, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was young, right? So, <laughs> uh, and put that money towards tuition, but, mm-hmm. you know, most of my money went towards living expenses. So it's mm-hmm. not, it, it's not that easy. Right. Um, so it, it just, it became more difficult. Mm-hmm. When did you start to wrap your head around, I've got to manage my money better and differently. When did you come to that realization for you? For me? Uh, so, you know, I said 50,000 debt. So I actually left college with about, let's say, 42,000 debt, there was a deferment period and all of a sudden it went up to 50 Mm. and I called the loan provider and was like, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you said it just like that too. What just happened? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so they explained to me like the money was deferred and then it accrued interest and Mm -hmm. then here's your interest. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. Well, um, I didn't understand that. Uh, and eight thousand dollars of interest, just like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and some of the loans were different. So yeah. if anyone mm-hmm. is uh, does have those letters behind their name, uh, don't try to do the math on this. Um, right? <laughs> yeah, it was it was multiple loans, and some were different. Uh, but yes, that that occurred, and I'm like, all right, I I got to figure something out. Like, mm-hmm. how do I? I can't just make the minimum payments. Uh, it was interesting because they they make you take a quiz after you leave before you start paying your debt back. And then that's when they educate you. This oh, is, yeah. I mean, mm. after 10 years the fact, ago. yeah, yeah, this is 10, 11 years ago. So this is, <clears throat> I, I don't know what it's like now for, mm-hmm. you know, I could find out, but anyways, it was around that time I started thinking, Hey, I need to get a better grasp on this. Um, but really what did it was before I got married. Uh, I think you and Linda told us, uh, either directly or indirectly that, financial troubles are either number one mm-hmm. or top five at least reasons for divorce yeah and yeah we decided still, still the case okay mm-hmm. and we decided hey we're going to make sure this isn't something that you know causes fights right or you know we're gonna we're gonna get on the same page before we get married gotcha gotcha so yeah it's a little bit different when you're by yourself 
and you're a single guy or whatever and you go whatever you know it's mine to manage i'll figure it out mm -hmm. but when you start to have other responsibilities attached to you yeah you start to realize that everybody handles stress differently and this mm -hmm. was something that motivated linda and i because mm -hmm. she you said at the top of the show the idea that money is security right that's how we look at it in in many ways and for linda my wife that was definitely her thing like Mm -hmm. You know, we've I've got to make sure the house is going to be paid for and everything's t together. And I was much more like, it'll all work out. What's the yeah. big deal? You yeah. know, <laughs> and so I, I'm really not the good money person in our home. Um, I'm very aware now, but it's still not my nature to worry about the money. Mm -hmm. And it is her nature to worry about the money. And so in your case, now you're coming into a relationship, a marriage, and it's like, okay, we better both understand how we're wired, mm -hmm. okay? So uh, th I think that's where we look at Dave Ramsey's work and why he puts the word peace, financial mm -hmm. peace. Yep. Because that's the peace that comes when there's not a tension between you and your money and you and your partner about how we're going to manage this. Even if even if it's not always managed well, if you both understand how it's managed and you agree with it, you can have some peace. Yes. All right. Yeah. And and so getting rid of that that idea of conflict. So help us out a little bit with the idea of so where do you start? Like where are folks out there listening that are struggling with money or fighting about money in the relationship? Where do they start? Like how? What does financial peace look like when you are teaching a class or when you're helping somebody? What's step one? Yeah, so so for us, I mean, that was what prevented a lot of the fights, a lot of the disruption in our marriage, uh, at least from a financial standpoint. I mean, of course we have fights, but... Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> disagreements, um, <laughs> okay, yeah, disagreements. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we took financial peace before we got married and mm -hmm. we... we we're not living together or anything like that. You know, we did not have joint bank accounts until we got married and then mm -hmm. we moved in together, uh, all that kind of stuff. And we, we started with the budget, right? So, okay. so that's one of the first steps is, I mean, you can look, you can Google it right now, unless you're driving, don't Google it, no. but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can look up the Dave Ramsey baby steps, mm -hmm. right? And you know, around number one, number two is one is save a thousand dollars. And what that does is, you have a thousand dollars in case you need a car repair. Mm -hmm. um, so that way you're not going into debt. I think and like the emergency fund thing. The emergency that, fund. Yeah. Yep. And you also need to know how you make a budget. Uh, and mm. so, so those are kind of the big things. Uh, and you know, the budget is something you do every single month and it's, you know, you're writing out, okay, we, we know we have these fixed expenses. So, you know, it's an accounting term, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know you what your mortgage is or your rent. You know if you have a cell phone, um, Netflix, whatever. Uh, all those kinds of things, every single month, it's the same. Right. And then you have variable expenses. So, you know, what happens if your dryer goes out? Mm. Um, and, it, <laughs> so and it does. It, it will, does, right? Yeah. You know, we, we can count on that part. Uh, so so these things come up. And, and you know, that's kind of part of the emergency fund is, right. is having that as money. And if you are in debt, which statistically speaking, a high percentage of people are, mm -hmm. uh, and, and we're not talking about the home mortgage, you know, we're talking mm -hmm. about credit card debt, cars, um, things like that, then you need to start paying that down. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So, uh, you know, Linda and I struggled initially. We actually went through financial peace as well um, many years ago. And there was a lot of assumption going on, assumption on both parts. We assumed that we both um, looked at money the same way. Mm -hmm. We assumed that each other knew what the bills were. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when we first got married, I covered the money. And then Linda started, when I say cover the money, um, manage the money. Mm -hmm. And soon after, uh, Linda had not grown up doing that. And she was very interested in it. And she wanted to know, like, I want to know how to keep a checkbook and all mm -hmm. that. And I'm like, hey, I don't really like doing it. Knock yourself out. And so uh, brought her on to doing that. And she just took right to it. Okay. And then I fell distant from it. Like I was then like losing track of how much money we had coming in, what were the bills coming uh, due, um, and all those things. And so financial peace made us sit down. Yeah. It made us sit down. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I remember just like, this is a pain in the rear. Mm -hmm. But to both sit down, because in the moment it's a pain in the rear, but we're talking about the long-term payoff here, literally financial payment, but also just the benefit in the marriage. Yeah. Just from sitting down, okay? Um, that was huge. So what if the two of you don't agree on how you should spend money? You should probably call Rock Solid Families. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we'd get a plug in here for Rock Solid. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going to have to work through that. And, yeah. you know, in the, in the business world, um, we teach mm -hmm. that, you know, that's, yeah. that's something we teach is like, you're on a team and you got to figure out how to work with other people. And it's even more important in your marriage, yeah. right? Is, is you, you have to figure out, you know, um, a mentor of mine calls it the dream machine. Mm -hmm. So you need a big goal and is it, Hey, we want to retire and, you know, move out to the mountains, move out to the beach. Mm -hmm. Uh, is it, Hey, we're going to reward ourselves if we hit these goals and, uh, you know, buy that new car. Um, you got to figure that out. Like, right. and so if you all need to get on the same page about your goals, uh, and, and then you got to start to like kind of put the short-term goals together. So <clears throat> do you need to pay down debt? Do you have student loans? Uh, do you have credit card debt? Uh, there's a big reason Dave Ramsey talks a lot about debt and there's a lot of misunderstanding about debt and his perception of it. Um, but my opinion is, you know, what he's doing is he is looking at his clientele and saying, that's a problem. And here's the reason the program is the way it is. Um, so you don't have to follow it to a T you can deviate from it. Um, mm -hmm. but you, a lot of it is your habits and things that you are doing consistently. And you need to break those habits. If you're in debt, if you are not in a good financial situation, uh, it, and it's very difficult. So, but mm -hmm. you're gonna have to figure it out. Yeah, two things come to my mind as you're talking. The whole idea of <clears throat> when we we come together, whether it's a, a marriage, a couple, or whether it's a team, a big organization. Mm -hmm. If if we don't have a long term vision goal, like where are we trying to get to? What is the purpose? What is what is our why? You know, yeah. of why we're yeah. functioning, what we're looking for. If that's not aligned then we'll fight every day on the little stupid stuff. Yes. The petty stuff. That's right. But so the the it's really like for Lynn and I, it wasn't about <clears throat> arguing about pennies and dimes. It was about, okay, so can we both agree that this is what we'd like um, for 
our older years, our retirement years, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> what would that look like? And that's actually like, you know, we did, we talked about like, how about a house on a different location, maybe a warmer climate. Yeah. And we both like, yeah, that would really be cool. Yeah. Okay. So how to, what's the pathway to that? That's right. And yep. so that, that helped us draw together mm-hmm. well, what we're going to do. Um, the other th- thing that comes to my mind as you're sitting here talking is the the habits. Man, in, in our work with, with marriage and family coaching, I talk about two different things. I talk about people being hardwired and people being softwired. And hardwiring mm-hmm. is, is personality. Like, I can't change your personality, right? Yeah. And, and, and good. That's God's blessing. That's what we are. That's, that's how we come. But soft wiring is where we get so confused. Soft wiring is the stuff that we do on a regular basis that we think is just what we should do. Mm-hmm. Like every morning yeah. I get up and I make coffee first. Well, am I going to like die if I don't make coffee first? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's just what I do. Okay. And so, but I can relearn a different habit there. Yeah. I could get up and go do something else and then maybe later make mm-hmm. coffee. That, that's a silly example, but that's how now my brain goes, this is how I roll. Mm-hmm. And, and so the money is that same way. I grew up in a very sloppy financial manage, managed home. Yeah, My dad made a lot of money, but spent a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And it was that was the habit that I grew up with. And I'm thankful that Linda, her parents... Uh, were very financially strong in terms of how they saw it and how they used it. Mm-hmm. And it was really me watching more of them, of seeing, oh, I, I kind of have some bad habits here. Right? So you really mentioned a great thing about the habits. And, and Ramsey talks about the idea of these baby steps and all this, and that whole idea of you've got to rework these little habits. Yep. And, and they're hard because even yep. to this day, like left unchecked, I'll go right back to some of my old ways. Yeah. So there's a reason, you know, part of financial peace is cutting up credit cards. Yeah. And that's a habit. So, and, and it's interesting. It's like once you kind of get into this, you start to observe some things, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll see, like, if you go to lunch every day, if you stop at mm. Starbucks every day, mm. if you are into bad habits um, where you're spending money on just, I don't know, lottery tickets. Yeah. Add all that up and you'll see how much money you're spending. Mm. And so there are more affordable ways to do this stuff. And uh, my mentor always said like, it's not how much money you make, it's how you spend it. Mm-hmm. And so you have to live below your means. Uh, and it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. And, right. it's, and you really have to break these habits and it's going to take months and months of doing this before you really get that rhythm. Uh, and kind of the, the trick with the budgets is everything has a category. Mm. And so you and your spouse need to set those categories up. So, you know, for us, we'll have like groceries, entertainment. Uh, we also have this one fund called a uh, Nunya Money. <laughs> Wait, and so Nunya, yeah, Nunya business. <laughs> so <laughs> Nunya money, yeah, I, I so, like that. I so like it, that. whatever I spend that money on, it, it's none of my wife's business, right? So you know, that's, within reason, we, we uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I guess we should clarify, right? yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but 
yeah, it that's my money and I can save that up. I can spend it frivolously. Like, yeah. you know, I'll make fun of some of the things that my wife spends money on and yeah. she'll say, that's none of your money. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, that is one trick uh, oh. that, and I shouldn't call it a trick, but one thing that we did that I think helped a ton was, hey, if you want to spend money on that, that's that's your you know, money. I, I Go got, for it. I, I got to settle on this for a second because I think this is, when people first start talking about financial management and that kind of thing, this is the thing that kind of scares them. Like, mm-hmm. no, man, like, you know, it's my money. I want to be able to do what I want with it. And they're afraid they're going to lose that that gratification part, like yeah. that dopamine rush, you know. And yeah. and when you first start to choke this thing down and grab hold of this this financial monster, it does kind of feel that way. But just like you said, you know, those categories, when you got everything in place, then what Linda and I have done is every week we give ourselves um, what we call mad money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mostly because it's just it, it, you spend it like you're a madman or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so we you, we both get that. It, it's kind of like that little allowance. We actually do it for our kids as well. Yeah. Okay. No, that's great. And, yeah. and for them, we have rules on how they're going to manage it. And that's how all of our kids have learned how to, to tithe and to save and to blow it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how that has gone. Um, but even for ourselves here at our age, I get X number of dollars every, every week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some of it, I just keep right there in my pocket and I go blow. Um, and a good portion of it for me, I pack away. Yeah. And then every yeah. so many months I'm buying one of those gratification toys. Oh yeah. Cause you know me, Zach, yeah. like I yeah. love, mm-hmm. I love my workout toys. I love, uh, bikes and anything to do with that stuff. And all of a sudden it'll come, you know, here comes the Amazon mm-hmm. man. And Linda's like, what'd you buy now? Yep. It's like my <laughs> mad money. That's my mad money right yep. there. So it's huge though. It allows yeah. me to look forward yeah. to just, having that. Just think about when you were a kid, and you started saving an allowance and you bought that first item, what that felt like. Oh yeah. It's, it's the same thing to yeah. me. It is. Uh, yeah. cause you know, if you just bought whatever you wanted, I mean, you can Amazon, right? One right. click, one Dangerous. click payments. <laughs> That's a thing. Uh, on every e-commerce site, one click is a thing Buy now. And yeah, so it's very easy to do this stuff. But if you say, no, I don't have the money. I have to save it up. Mm-hmm you are going to feel way better about it Oh yeah. once you get it as opposed mm-hmm. to that instant gratification like you're talking about. Yeah. And then personally, I always felt like crap if I was buying things that, you know, I, I, I'm just seeing the money leave and I'm like, why don't I have money? Uh, why right. don't I have savings? Uh, so that, that was not a good feeling. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Personally, I, I think it's a better way if you're, if you're saving over time and then you get the reward. Yeah. Yeah. Such a key here is understanding how we become slaves. And we can become slaves to pornography, we can become slaves to food, and we certainly can become slaves to our money. And that's where we start to lose our freedom. Um, uh, freedom from being able to, to move and to go somewhere else or to switch jobs or to go on a vacation with your family. And that's when all of a sudden the quality of life starts to shrink down. Like, man, I feel like I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't enjoy life. And so many of us are in a level of slavery due to our habits and a lot of that centered around money. And if we can wrap our head around, you know what, I'm the one in control of this. Nobody put me in debt. 
I'm the one who gets to decide what debt I'm going to get into, and then if I do, how I'm going to get out of it. And so I think that's the empowering part here. Financial peace, with Ramsey's work, whether you agree with all of it or not, the coolest thing that that I get to hear when I listen to a show are the people who call in and talk about being free. Mm-hmm. They're finally free. And th- that right there is gratification, and it's long-term gratification. And and that's where the peace comes from. Yeah. So, so we're going to wrap things up. Um, Zach, any... Any last bit of advice or ways that you guys look at things that you feel like you want to leave um, our families out there? Hmm. Yes. Uh, so for us, um, you know, and just real quick. So we were one of the Dave Ramsey success stories uh, within our our local church because you know typically local churches will house a financial peace class, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's great when you get those. It worked for us, and so. You know, we paid off 50000 in debt in two years. We did things like drove our cars from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I drove a 95 Honda Civic until I had 293,000 miles. <laughs> My mechanic said, stop driving it. It's about to fall apart. Uh, and know, then you still we drove it for a little longer. Yeah, yeah. we. Yeah, right. <laughs> I actually traded it uh, for some things I still have. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but uh, we lived in an apartment uh, that was the second story of a farmhouse, mm. uh, you know, we didn't buy a house. My mentor talked me out of it. I wanted to buy a house. Mm. And, you know, there's all these expenses that come with the house because you're thinking, hey, I just need to put money into this asset. Well, these expenses come up randomly. So mm. typically rent, you can actually save more money if you're kind of in those um, post-college younger years, right? So the one thing we did the entire time, even in debt, is we tithe. And we did mm. not break from that. And you can look in the Bible. Um, there's a verse in Malachi. I don't know it off the top of my head. Uh, but God actually says, challenge me. And it's the only time in the Bible where he says, challenge me. And he says, and it's talking about giving, it's mm. tithing. Mm-hmm. And he says, challenge me on this. And I will, you know, basically open the floodgates. I don't yeah. think it's floodgates, but it's something else like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning that he will reward you. And we've seen that. Yep. And so we never broke from that. Uh, even you know, there's times where thoughts crawl into my head where I'm like, oh, if I just had that money, I could do this, this, and this. And I was like, no, it's, that was never the plan. Mm-hmm. It's always this tithe first before anything else. Um, we attacked the debt. Once we got rid of the debt, we did things like I saved up money for a car. Um, mm-hmm. And I bought a 2003, uh, 130,000 mile car. And it was a phenomenal day. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, I was so excited because uh, I bought that with cash. And, yeah. you know, we've never had a car payment. Uh, and that's something else that is in financial peace is, is not having those kind of payments. Uh, so, yeah, I would, you know, if you're a Christian and you're not tithing, I would encourage you to do so. Mm. Um, if you are not a believer, but, you know, this is something you're interested in, um, look into it. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason for it. But, uh, you know, either way, signing up for financial peace um, can literally change your life and you have to apply it. And, mm-hmm. and my biggest recommendation with it is don't go into the mindset in there with a mindset of picking it apart. Just yeah. go in there with an open mind. And if there's something that just doesn't make sense for your family, you don't have to do it. No one's making you do these things. Right. Like it's, it's on you. So just go in with an open mind 
and and learn and hear other people and and see what they recommend. That's a great, great advice. I think the tithing part is huge. I think the purpose in the tithing part is actually um, about establishing who your God is. You know, when money becomes your God, you mm-hmm. tend to um, feed that God and, and you use it and abuse it in that way. And God says, well, put me first. Yeah. And that's what the tithing, that's certainly what it does for Linda and I. And through all of our times, and this is not a bragging or anything, this is a, a matter of Linda and I have always said, him first. That's what we, because, man, that's where our heart goes. Mm-hmm. Like, like, or our heart goes wherever, you know, wh- whatever we are valuing, whether it's the house or the car or whatever. And it's like, no, you have to show that he's first. We're going to be humble. We're going to do that. Um, and again, I mean, he's always provided for us. Um, yeah. you know, so that's, that's great stuff. Well, Hey, I want to uh, thank you. I do feel like maybe if, if you're interested in financial peace, you can actually go to the financial peace, um, website. Yeah. Dave Ramsey's website. Mm-hmm. And they have locations like many of these churches as you talked about actually, um, lo- or put their information on there. So you can see where financial peace is being offered. I know I tried several times during COVID um, where these churches were shut down. I still found a few uh, hmm. people that were offering it, a few churches, but they're back to opening up and offering a lot of opportunities in all your local churches and stuff. So if you want to just get started, jump in there. I know he actually has um, Financial Peace Ramsey also has some stuff online that can help you with budgets and forms and all those things. So there's plenty of stuff out there. It is it is the best time spent that you'll have with your marriage and getting it started and back mm-hmm. on track. So, all right. We good? Yeah. You good? All right. Yeah. We want to thank our sponsors again. We want to thank uh, Maxwell Construction and Casey's Outdoor Solutions for coming alongside of us. We also just want to thank um, all of our listeners and, and viewers out there. Please uh, continue to push the message. Uh, this is These are the kinds of messages that help feed and nourish families, which are the building block um, of our, our culture. So if we want a better culture, we want a better society, we better do everything that we can to, to keep our family strong. So thanks again for listening to Rock Solid Radio, building a stronger community, one family at a time. Make it a great day. Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They offer a wide selection of high quality plants, landscaping materials, and home decor. They do amazing high-quality work and can help you transform your indoor and outdoor living spaces into something beautiful. So stop by Casey's Outdoor Solutions today and let them know you appreciate their support for Rock Solid Radio. Visit Casey's today at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana.